Hi, assalamu alaikum everyone. Um, so I'm Samaya, I'm Ibrahim's wife. This is Caroline, who's head of product at IFG, and this is Nuseiba, who is an entrepreneur and the wife of Khizr, who you might know from TikTok and social media, um, both herself and her husband. To kick off, uh, because we all have very different roles and we both all have different um, situations in terms of earning money and relationship with money, um, maybe if we all introduce ourselves by starting off with why we choose to work, um, what we do, um, and perhaps as part of that, what, how we view money. What does money mean to you? Yeah, so Caroline, sure. you start. Um, I'll kick off. So, um, yeah, so I'm head of product at IFG. And I think in terms of, you know, why, why I work, it's about financial independence for me and maintaining a lifestyle, um, I think. Uh, that, you know, I, I like to travel. Uh, I wanted to own my own home and, you know, have that independence. Was it a choice for you or assumed that you would work? Yeah, I think it's just assumed, like, within most of my friendship group, most people would go to uni, then go on to a grad scheme and then continue in their mm -hmm. careers. And ultimately, most people had the goal of getting onto the property ladder like me. So mm -hmm. I think, yeah, it was probably assumed from, from my circumstances. What about you, Nisiba? Um, So I am a mum of three and I am a mumpreneur or entrepreneur. Um, so I recently started my business or just over the last year. Um, and you're asking why I choose to work or why mm -hmm. I chose to start the business. Um, for me, I think it's a little bit different. There wasn't ever pressure or a need necessarily for me to work. Um, so in a way, it's kind of a luxury, but I, I chose to work a little bit for that independence, just so I have something that's my own, a little bit of my money that I can spend on whatever I want. Um, and also just for the extra things in life. For me, I wanted to put my children in um, extracurricular activities like football, swimming and all of these things. And obviously in London, and I mean, anywhere really, the cost of all of this kind of stuff you know, is expensive and it adds up, especially when you've got multiple kids. Um, so yeah, that was really why I chose to work and, and kind of just to do something for myself to kind of invest in myself and, you know, get my brain moving and active mm -hmm. and, you know, intelligently growing in a sense. So yeah, that's why I kind of chose to work. Okay, and what's your background? Like what's a bit about your background that sort of helped you get into that space? Like did you go to uni, that sort of no, thing? No, so actually I have literally zero background in terms of corporate working or business. Um, I did up until my uh, GCSEs. I went to college, but I only completed one year, so I didn't even get my A-levels. Um, and then I got married really young and had kids really young. So I never really had experience in any you know, corporate jobs or anything like that. So I started from zero, no business experience, nothing. Yeah. Um, but alhamdulillah, I've made, managed to get where I am today. So it's possible. And you're quite well, I would say you're probably quite successful in what you're doing. Um, so, I mean, did you did you feel like you mentioned that part of it was a choice? Did you feel scared in making that choice? Like, you know, what prompted you to choose entrepreneurship rather than, say, a salary job, for example? So for me, I needed something that worked around, you know, being a stay at home mom. So that was a big factor in choosing something like starting my own business. I also like, you know, working from home and having that flexibility. Um, but yeah, I kind of just wanted something that 
again, was flexible in the sense that I didn't have to go into work. I didn't have to commit to anything. I could, you know, work on when I wanted to and stop working when I wanted to. Um, so that's kind of why I chose to... What, what's the, what is the business? Um, Amazon FBA, so e-commerce, so I sell stuff online uh, on Amazon. What, what kind of things do you, do you sell? That's what everyone asks. So generic <laughs> stuff like grocery products, toys, beauty products, oh, wow. everything and every, anything. Things that you probably have in your house already. <laughs> I think I have a bit of a background because my sister-in-law, who I think has featured on some of the IFG videos, does Amazon. So right. we've had a bit of those conversations. She does it but slightly it's, different to me, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's so interesting. It's like a completely different world to how, say, for example, Ibrahim will run IFG, for example, in our yeah. conversation. So, but it's a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work because when I tell people, oh yeah, I'm selling things on Amazon, they're like, oh, so you just pick out a product and just sell it. I'm like, no, there's actually a lot of analysis, a lot of admin work, yeah. a lot of packaging, prepping. I, I know um, someone who's tried to do it before and they had like a copyright issue and yeah, they had to pull all their There's a stock. lot, yeah. There's a lot to it. You can get copyrighted, you can get IP complaints. Um, there's a lot of politics, price tanking. There's a lot that goes into it, just like any job, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I, I enjoy it, so... It's, it works. <laughs> I think that's it for me, the enjoyment. Um, I, I'm from a similar background where the assumption is that women don't have to work. Um, and it wasn't necessarily a need because I went into marriage with Ibrahim knowing that yeah. he would be responsible for all of the earnings, for example, um, and all of my essentials. And before I sort of even thought about marriage, I wanted to be a doctor. So I did medicine and just like everyone, it's like a vocational degree isn't it so um it's sort of you you go in and you are a doctor and that's your life and I think lots of people do actually leave medicine to go into other things yeah. for example it's not lot, really I know a lot of people yeah. who have actually left it recently. it's it's too much for them yeah. um because and also you don't really go into medicine for the money because guys you don't earn that much money as a doctor <laughs> just saying it there be, the hours yeah. can be quite tough as well yeah, yeah. I think it's not worth it for the money. Yeah. So all of you youngsters, <laughs> girls and anyone, and, you know, for girls especially, I think, because especially, like, well, I suppose Asian girls, I will, maybe you can, like, give your opinion on this, but Asian girls or Muslim girls who the first priority will be family and, you know, marriage, that sort of thing, then actually it's more hassle than it's worth if you're, if you're in it for the money because you don't earn as much to justify it. I really wanted to go into midwifery when I was younger, mm -hmm. uh, just because, not because of the money, but just because it's something that I have an interest in. Um, but because of the hours, I was just like, no, it's just, I, there's no point in me yeah. studying all of these years, knowing that obviously when I have children or whatever, I'm not going to want, I'm going to want to be at home with them and I won't be able to keep up with the hours and, you know, stay committed. Mm -hmm. So I just... Caroline, when did you start thinking about investing or do you, do you still think about do you think about investing now yeah so Even I think now. I've always worked I've worked in finance for a long time and my first job out of uni was actually in an investment management company so I think because I was around it mm -hmm. it got me kind of thinking more about investing and I wouldn't say I invest a lot I think the key goal for me was initially to get on the housing ladder um, and get a deposit and buy a property, um, which I, I did a while ago. So I think now that I've done that, I think about it more. So what's my next step? Like, what else can I invest in? Mm -hmm. And did you do that mainly through saving money in, in a bank account or did you 
when you've saved for a house, for example, did you actually do like, you know, the investment, building upon your money, that sort yeah, of thing, growing your money? Yes, I think. So I, I had a lot of money in cash and was saving from jobs in a savings account when I was younger okay. to get a deposit. Mm -hmm. I'd say my mum my would always have a low appetite for risk and yeah. so from a young age we were always told to you know have our ISA have your savings account always switch to get the best rate mm -hmm. which at the time you just roll your eyes at <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but now I really appreciate because mm -hmm. um, I think you know that that made me a lot more conscious mm -hmm. of it um, and I've always had a job I think even at even at uni mm -hmm. to earn money so it's just over time Kind of building up my savings to kind of get that deposit. And has your approach to investing changed now, like working with IFG or after you bought your house? Like, what do you do now? I think it it, it has, but I've been burnt a bit with certain investments, and so that's then made me, I guess, af afraid, um, particularly with certain stocks and crypto mm. recently. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Whereas I think. You know, property is a lot more stable. So for me, I'm now thinking, okay, maybe property is the way to go in terms of maybe buying a second property or something. Mm -hmm. Something just based on my experience and where I've been burnt and where I haven't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, buying my place in Hackney that was a great investment. Hackney, the Hackney property market has gone up loads, mm -hmm. and so I think you know, to me that property feels safer mm -hmm. um, I don't know what mm -hmm. your what your experience is um, so I recently started investing in a little bit of crypto and NFTs um, but only when I started working really obviously if you don't have anything to invest in you yeah. you, you don't um, so obviously the more I've been working and the more I've seen my bank balance grow I'm like okay I now have money to play around with and invest um, and money that I don't necessarily need for bills, etc. So it's kind of, you know, money that's on the side that I can risk. Um, so I've started investing. Um, but more so because obviously my husband works in IFG, so mm. I kind of have had a little bit of, you know, uh, knowledge through him. But I'm, I'm thinking maybe if he wasn't or I didn't, I'd, I probably wouldn't know where to invest or how to invest. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, what about you? Do you, do you invest? So, <laughs> well, I think you you brought a really important point up when you mentioned that your parents had a low sort of, you know, risk profile, for example. I mean, for me, I growing up, I didn't even know what that, I wouldn't even have known that term, if you know what I mean, because um, I don't, I, I, probably, possibly you will agree with me. And I, I can't say this is for every Asian Muslim family, but because I suppose the assumption is that women don't necessarily need to earn, perhaps. And I think maybe, I don't know if this is a wider culture thing with just Asian families in general, but there wasn't a culture of investing. You know, my parents didn't have that chat with me, like, you should put your money in a savings, like, you know, lifetime ISA. We had a savings account. My mum gave it to us, but it wasn't, how do you actually manage that? You know, put some of this money aside. You know, when you get married, if you get money, put some of it in a ISA account. Like, you know, all of my investment sort of actual proper knowledge came from Ibrahim when we got married and maybe perhaps when you were having those discussions about kids yeah. and I was so busy like sort of managing life and other things that it's never really been a priority and I've only really saved because I've been like Ibrahim you take care of all of it and I just sent him the direct debit I don't yeah. know if I have you know if I didn't have Ibrahim would I have the time or energy to 
teach myself those skills, if you know what I mean, yeah. um, or the risk appetite to actually do it. put all of yeah. my money there's a lot to learn like you exactly, have to know exactly yeah. what you're doing like what you're investing in and do the research behind it and understand all the terminology and everything mm. so there is a lot to it so do you feel like that because maybe in our culture because of you know the way things are it creates a barrier towards investing and finances for us as women I think in our culture for sure definitely I don't think it's a cultural thing though I think actually in general women have less a lower risk appetite and i think why do you think that is i like i don't i don't i honestly like i don't know why it is i think it's interesting because i think like do i ever sit around a table with my girl friends and talk about investing never do i i have a very guy heavy group of friends would i with them yes quite Probably, yeah. quite a lot like regularly talk about different investment opportunities. I think that's in, like, interesting. I've never done that with my girl pals. But do you think that's a do you think that's a sort of risk thing, or is it because you have different priorities and things that you like to talk about with your girlfriends, for example, compared to? I, I think a lot of the like I, from my knowledge, a lot of the girls within my friendship group don't actually invest much. Okay. A lot of them will. You put their money in in savings account, maybe some like and or or property, like just get like to get their residential yeah. property. Beyond that, I don't think a lot of them do. It's it's interesting because for us, I know why. It's because the priority isn't to work. So, you know, for us Muslims, it's just you know there's, there's no priority there. We're not interested in it. But it's interesting because you know for people who do work, it's very normal to work. Why wouldn't they invest? I don't know. I think also another key point is um, the one thing is not it's not the priority, but some people might be interested. I know like a lot of Muslim women will say, you know, we are interested in investing, but they don't and perhaps they don't know how. And is that a thing because they, you know, maybe they don't go to university. We know um, culturally or like amongst ethnic minorities, a lot of there's a big difference between sort of going to university versus not. So is that a ed general education thing um, or is it? you know, a, t a time thing? Um, or is it some sort of like evolutionary bi biological sort of I really don't know. Low risk um, approach with kids and stuff. I think it'll be interesting to hear what some of the other female followers <laughs> of IFG think about this yeah. in terms of some of the barriers. I agree, I think, yeah. And if you have any ideas, put them in the comments. What I do think is that, I think it should be part of like primary or secondary school education to start thinking early on you know, just yeah. general principles and, and like yeah. outline. What do you think? I, well, I think and to know what what products are available out there and different asset classes. Um, but I think naturally now inflation is so high that I think it is going to push people to do more because actually just sitting, having your money in cash is essentially going to be kind of losing you 10%. Yeah. Um, and is is going to be eroding your inflation is going to be eroding your savings. So I do I I would think that people naturally more are going to be thinking what else can I do with my money. So women, you've heard it. No savings accounts. We need to get into <laughs> investing. All women need to be investing. You know whatever their priorities are. Um, I suppose the question is, how do we make that happen? What do women need um, to do that? What do you think? 
I think more education on how to basically, how to more resources on where where they can invest, how they can invest. I think even just opening the dialogue up like we are today is going to get people thinking and get people talking and I think mm -hmm. sometimes that's what's important to help people make that first step. Mm -hmm. And perhaps more sort of women focused events as well where you know you were saying you're more comfortable in you know to talk about with male colleagues but actually having female events where there's lots of females who can talk about their own experience and share those experiences because we're all working but in different ways yeah. so actually supporting and sharing experiences can be really useful um, in a female environment which you know has a like psychologically safe space to actually share share concerns and difficulties as well um, openly um, and I suppose, as you said, this is this is a start. So actually, all of you guys who are watching, um, it would be really helpful if you let us know what you need to know, what you want to hear, you know, what other experiences do you want us to bring to you? So perhaps we can bring other people as well into discussion shows um, to, you know, obviously share that experience and that learning and those challenges and barriers and how they overcame them. So this is the start. Um, let us know how we can continue. So thank you guys for joining me. Um, it was really nice to hear that and actually I think we all brought really unique experience to the table so that was really helpful. Thank you, it's good to hear other people's experiences and hopefully we can start opening the dialogue um, within some of our followers. Yeah, you're not the only woman in IFG now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, assalamu alaikum, bye everyone.